Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 43 Tolmea Year 216 A.T.W. After the Wizard Tip and Pumpkin Jack rode into the city of Ildayed on the back of the tree horse, narrowly escaping a vicious ice storm behind them. Upon entering the city, they found little signs of life. Ildayed, however, was not like their time in the city of Nitfis. The doors to the houses were not boarded up, and most of them had the warm glow of lights flickering from lanterns in the windows. Seems like a good enough place to stop, said Tip as he looked around. Yes, it certainly does, replied Pumpkin Jack. More welcoming than some of the other places we've been to. Hello, came a jovial voice from behind the traveling trio. Tip and Jack both turned around to see a sharp-dressed man. His hair slicked to one side. A long coat hung from his shoulders, and the shiny gold chain of a pocket watch dangled from his left pants pocket. Hello, said Tip warmly. Pumpkin Jack simply nodded before pulling out a handful of pumpkin guts from his mouth. Reginald is the name, said the man on the street. He looked behind himself and studied the sky in the distance. Looks like quite the storm is following you. Tip laughed a little. <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that. Indeed I could. Because I did, replied Reginald with a smile. Have you been traveling long? Long enough, said Tip with a friendly smile himself. We'd better keep moving, though. I gotta keep ahead of that storm. If you are in need of rest and shelter for the duration of the storm, I have a rather large estate. You and your pumpkin-headed friend here are more than welcome to stay. Unfortunately, I cannot accommodate your large, uh, tree horse, said Tip. We call him a tree horse. Ha <laughs> ha! A tree horse! Seems like a fitting name for such a... Valiant beast, replied Reginald. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gave us your name, and here we are not properly introducing ourselves in return. I'm Tip, and this is Pumpkin Jack. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you. We should probably get inside before the storm gets any closer. Don't you think? And with that, Reginald led the trio to his home.
Tip and Jack found themselves seated at a large dining room table. Reginald had covered it with some sort of freshly cooked meat, homegrown vegetables, and a small assortment of fruit that did not carry with it the same fresh quality as the rest of the meal. Reginald watched them intently as they ate. If you do not mind my asking, where is it you are coming from? Most people who enter the city come in from the east, even the north or the south, but rarely from the west. I heard rumors of Krista the Vile being killed, said Tip. I thought maybe the eastern gray desert would cease to exist if that were true, that maybe it would return to Oz as a habitable country. And, well, we got there and the greys remained. We tried to get in, but it was impossible. The desert only got farther and farther away. <laughs> of course. And do you think Krista has really been killed? Asked Reginald as he leaned in closer over his own plate. I think if she were still alive... She would have captured us. Or worse. And who do you think might have killed her? Asked Reginald, trying to hide an overly eager tone in his voice. Tip was becoming wary of Reginald at this point. He sure had a lot of questions. And his questions seemed like more than simple curiosity. There was an agenda hidden behind them. Tip just could not figure out what it was. He looked around the room and noticed the head of an ugly rat or dog of some kind mounted on the wall. That's interesting. What, what kind of animal is that? He asked, pointing to the head, changing the subject. I'm not entirely sure what that creature was called. They roamed the streets at night. That one in particular attacked me. Ripped out my tongue in the process. Your tongue. But you have impeccable diction. And you have quite the vocabulary for someone so young. I guess you could say I'm a bit of an old soul, replied Tip, somewhat defensively. The conversation had become uncomfortable once more, and even felt a little hostile. I was an old soul once, said Reginald. But now, I am just old. Well, you don't look it, replied Tip, trying to lighten the mood a little. You have no idea, said Reginald, with exhaustion filling his voice. And in that moment, his face changed. For a brief second, Tip saw Reginald's true age. A wrinkled old man patches of white hair lightly falling down the sides of his face. His eyes were sunken in, and his nose shriveled to the point that it was almost non-existent. Tip blinked his eyes in disbelief, and when he opened them, Reginald was his young, handsome self once more. His face, however, remained sullen and broken with despair.
Can I... Confess something to you? Tip and Jack sat on a large couch in the spacious living quarters of Reginald's home as he told them story after story. He told them how he was not a native to the land of Oz, but instead came from a place far outside of it. He told them about how he had arrived even before the birth of Ozma and her sisters, how his mind had aged decades, centuries even, but his body had only aged a mere few days. He told them how he once traveled the land before settling in Ildayed. I went from city to city, looking for anyone to listen to my story. And before long, my story grew old, and I felt the need to reinvent it. He told them of his travels and his attempted revisions to his own personal history. There is no revising one's history, however. The story never really changes, does it? History never changes. It only gets longer with each passing day. He told them of his time outside of Oz. They used to call me Spring-Heeled Jack. It has always been Reginald, though. Jack was just what the authorities called me. He told them of his travels to the city of Nitfis. I heard she had a child. I pray every day to whatever God may exist that it did not turn out to be like me. He told them countless tales, tales that made Tip's blood run cold. He told them of his time with the now legendary Dorothy Gale, how the beast ripped out his tongue that night, and how he strangled it to death. He told his guests of taking the beast's tongue for himself. He told them a tale of enlisting the help of a quadling mystic, one who through some strange magic had replaced his missing tongue with that of the beast. However, by the time I arrived, there were only a couple left. The village had been massacred, completely annihilated. You see, quadlings do not speak any real language. But I have a good idea of what happened to them. The mystic granted me the favor of returning to me the gift of speech, and with it, the burden of a conscience. The stories continued until he came to his final crime. <laughs>